Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. I'm a mom, physician assistant, writer, and life coach. Two years ago, I was feeling stuck, restless, overwhelmed, and I felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be, but I had no idea what that even meant. And the crazy part is my life had turned out pretty awesome, at least on paper, but I couldn't figure out what was wrong or why I felt out of alignment. A series of books and podcasts and conversations changed my life and revealed my next journey one step at a time. My purpose right now is to help you wake up to your soul's purpose by sharing conversations with amazing women who've walked in your shoes. Keep listening and the answers to your next step will come, I promise. We're all here for a reason, and I'll help you figure out what that is so you don't have to waste another minute sleepwalking through your life. I definitely don't have it all figured out, so I'll also share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Are you at a point in your life where things aren't bad, but they're also not exactly how you want them? But the problem is you don't really know what you want. Maybe your job's not bad, but you also think, man, I don't know if I want to be there five years from now. So if things aren't going fabulously, then let's talk. Let's figure out what you can change, what you can't change, and how you might get to where you want to go. And if you don't know where you want to go, we'll figure that out. So schedule your complimentary discovery call. We'll talk, and it's sort of like having your own mini session. Um, You can email me at hope.cook at gmail.com or look me up on Instagram at coachhopecook. My website is also coachhopecook.com. Hello, y'all. Today I have my friend Michelle Nesky on. Michelle is also in the South and she's a physician assistant. Michelle has done a lot. And if you are on social media, you should check her out because she does the best Instagram and TikTok videos. Um, But that's not what she's here to talk about today. Michelle's also a mom. She um, has been a PA for what, 20 years now? Uh, 17 years. Yeah. And then she also has a business like where she helps pre-PAs and she coaches them and helps them get into PA school. Um, and so I wanted to, and you're a beach body coach, Michelle, yes, right? All the things. Yeah. And she has a podcast. It's temporarily on hold, but she has a podcast called Beyond the Scope and she interviews different um, healthcare professionals. So you have done a lot and you are yes. doing a lot. Can't mm-hmm. wait to hear all about your journey. Yeah. You want me to start from the beginning? (laughs) (laughs) I was born in 19. (laughs) Well, what I really, so I sent Michelle an email a while back and um, I'd listened to her on another podcast and it struck me that so often moms, especially if you have a career, you are pulled in so many different directions. And she and I've talked before about mom guilt and how it it can feel impossible to do it all um, and to do it well. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to hear about, you know, after your daughter Mia was born, sort of how did you figure out how to balance? And I I hate the word balance, but how to, how to pick which things to give your energy to. Yeah. So, um, you know, before I had me, I'd been practicing for about seven or eight years and, Mm um, we had just moved to Charleston from Houston where, um, my husband was doing his fellowship and, and during that time we worked 
all the time. Like mm-hmm. we, you know, I was sort of at that point in my career where I had gotten managerial roles and I was involved in a lot of different things. I was president of a national organization and all the other thing. I was so busy. And then we moved here and all of that just sort of stopped. Right. Yeah. And I was pregnant and super pregnant. So I wasn't going to go back to work when I got here because I was 36 weeks pregnant. Oh, and wow. I was like, okay, or no, 32 weeks pregnant. And I got here and I was like, well, I'll just have the baby and then find something. Right. Yeah. And I had every intention on going back to work full time. I really didn't um, see myself as, you know, kind of a stay at home mom. And I just, just couldn't wrap my mind around what that would look like. Mm-hmm. So um, she wound up coming a little early. Uh, so I had her early in three and a half weeks early. And, um, and, you know, after that, because we were here with no family around and no friends and things, and Dave started a new job and all that. It was very isolating, you know, during that time. And, um, I had this new baby. I was struggling with, you know, anxiety and, you know, you know, the postpartum anxiety, depression, and, um, really was struggling with that for, for a while. And And you didn't know anybody there. Like, it's not like you had a whole pile of girlfriends. No, I didn't know anyone. I had no friends. I didn't have any neighbors, like no one. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wound up calling my doctor and asking, you know, to see a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and do all the things I needed to do because I just wasn't in a good headspace. My mom came for a while and helped. Um, and after like two or three months, I, I wanted to go back. I wanted to do something mm-hmm. else, but I wasn't sure that I wanted to go back full time. Um, yeah. I just thought, you know, Dave's working all the time. He's in a new role. I don't know if I want to go back full time. And I was lucky enough to, the timing was as such that, um, one of the local oncologists here where Dave was working, his nurse practitioner was leaving and she had worked, you know, three or four days a week. So Mm -hmm. they said, why don't you come back two days a week and then we'll scale up Hmm. and see how you do. And the intention was for me to eventually go full time, which never happened because (laughs) basically I scaled up to three days. Um, and it was a nice balance at three days. Like I felt like, you know, I could get enough time with her, but still was home the other two days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I felt like it was enough. Like I didn't want to be home that much more. And, um, she, and I just basically was like, okay, this is a decent balance. And then things changed as such that the financial status of the institution, like they couldn't even pay me to go full-time if I wanted to. Uh, so I was like, I hope they don't ask me to go full-time. Like, I don't yeah. want to go full-time part-time. I feel like I have a good amount of control over this. Mm -hmm. Um, but the logistics are hard. You know, I had to hire an, uh, an, a nanny, Mm -hmm. um, to help with Mia. And so basically my paycheck was paying my nanny. Yeah. And at some point you're like, well, what is, is this really worth it? Like Mm -hmm. I'm, is it worth it from a financial standpoint, from the household standpoint, but at that time in my life, it was worth it from a mental health perspective for yes. me that like, I needed to be out of the house. I needed to feel like I was, you know, working and all of that and doing the thing that I knew how to do. And was that good makes at. sense because being a mom, I was, I felt like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like yeah. winging it. Being a PA, I know how to do that. That is like, so, That resonates you know, so much. Yes. I was like, uh, for years, I thought I was a shitty mom. Yeah. Um, and I still probably have my moments, but I feel like, yeah, with the career as a 
whatever you yeah. are, if you've yeah. sort of nailed it and you've worked in there for 10 years, you're kind of like, like, I got this. Yeah. I am winning like this yeah. at home. I am not winning. Right. <laughs> and it makes me feel, you know, like I, I have no clue. I always refer to myself as like a B minus C plus mom and <laughs> always like B minus is like my best. Um, and so I'm just like, this is good, but you know, then the pandemic hits and, you know, all these other things start to happen. And, um, and you were already doing pre-PA coach. Like when did you start doing the pre-PA? Yeah. So actually, yeah. So to go back, I was doing that, um, that kind of actually started almost organically. So basically I was, you know, posting a little bit on social media about like my health journey, you know, my mental health Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And people just kept asking me about like how I became a PA and what does that look like? And could I help them? And I wound up helping two um, women who worked with me mm-hmm. get into PA school. I'm like, Ooh, this is fun. Yeah. And, you know, I started researching how different the application process was and mm-hmm. really digging into that um, and seeing like, man, I thought it was complicated when I did it without any medical background or anyone in my family who was medical. I can't imagine what these people are going through. Mm-hmm. And over time, I just kept helping more and more students. And then it kind of grew into this, you know, business, which is now it's called the Posh PA. And I've been, this is my third year um, as an LLC. And, you know, now I have for their PAs who work with me and help students throughout the process as well. And so that to me, I was doing on the days that I was home. I did not start doing that until Mia was in school. Like I would say she was in. Yeah. I mean, I think she was in kindergarten, uh, like 4k, you know, whatever they're in, like most of the day kind of thing. She was in for enough time in the morning on Thursday and Friday that that's what I would do. Okay. So you tried to schedule during her I would do my calls while she was at school okay. her up, and then have the afternoons, you know, with her yeah. So started doing it like that. And, and, and for a long time, it, you know, maintained that way um, until I started growing and then found that I was doing calls on Saturday. And then, you know, now I'm yes. working days a week and I'm like, what am I doing? You okay. Know, this, this, <laughs> Paul, this is, not this, is this is so where I want to, I want to hear more about this because this is where it starts getting tricky right. with kids and like they've got their thing. And I don't know your husband, but my husband is like, what the heck? Like it's Saturday. Why are you, why are you, why are you doing business on a Saturday or at 6 PM at night? So how did you like navigate that? Yeah, it was tricky because literally I like during application season, I was working like from 9 AM to 2 PM every Saturday. And he's like, what are you doing? Like you started this because it was like a field, like you're helping people. It's a yes. positive outlet. Like you love it, but like now you're taking time away. You know, this is becoming not a great situation. And at that point it was just me. I was yeah. the only person doing the calls. So, you know, I had started to make some income and I felt very responsible. So yes. I was like, I'm doing these calls on this day and this day. And now I'm doing them on Saturday because a lot of applicants work during the week That's and true. I'm trying to accommodate them. I have yeah. a lot of people on the West coast that I need to do it in the evening, you yes. know, like that kind of stuff. Those darn but, West coasters. <laughs> yeah. But then at that point it was like something had to give. Yeah. Like I was like, I can't keep going on like this. I'm exhausted. I'm working six days a week. Um, 
but I had this very limiting belief in my brain that I was the posh PA and no one else could do it. Okay. Right. Yes. So I was like, but I'm that person. Like I started this, I feel like, and that was just very limiting because once I found people that I really identified with, or actually Emily was my first coach. She came to me and I was like, let's try this out. And it was so great. Um, And it sounds like you were at the point where you were like, I need help. And then she just sort of appear. (laughs) It was funny. Like it was, I was like, I need help. And I had a business coach at the time. She's like, you need help. Like, do you know anyone? I'm like, no. And like (laughs) literally that day on Instagram, I get this message from Emily being like, do you know anybody that's looking for like pre-PA coach help and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I don't know anyone, but I might be. Yeah. And and it was very serendipitous and very bizarre. But anyway, um, she's been with me now this like two and a half years. um, And she's one of my best coaches. And, you know, we sort of grew in that process together. Uh It was good for me because being like a solopreneur is not easy. Right. Like, so I finally felt like, oh my God, I can talk to somebody about this. Like yeah. I have frustrations and you know, uh-huh. like we're, we're kind of having the same frustrations. Like how can we work through this to make it better for the students? Like mm-hmm. what, what can we, and so I saw instantly the benefit, you know, of yeah. doing that. And since then have brought on, you know, three other, three other coaches. And that has allowed me to no longer work on Saturdays. Like every, maybe like once a month, I'll have a call on a Saturday. That's a group call, you know? Um, And, but not like every Saturday, like I was doing before. So once I made that shift, like that helped a lot. And then also you heard, you said group calls. So were you able to sort of batch your work and do it that way? Yeah. So basically last year I, I started my first like higher level group coaching program, which Mm -hmm. initially I was against group coaching. I'm like, this is a personalized service. I really feel like that's where everybody gets the value. But then I was part of a group coaching program. Oh, And I said, like, I was a participant. Yeah. And I was like, it's actually kind of great because other people are asking questions that I would not have thought of. Uh-huh. That's true. That I benefited from benefited from because yes. their businesses were different and they had different ideas and mm-hmm. like different strategies. And I just was like, this is really helpful, you know? So yeah. I thought there has to be a way to be able to combine that with the personalized service. So I launched this past fall, Pathway to PA, which is a nine-month program. And in that program, there, there are course materials, like lessons and videos mm-hmm. that I ask, uh, you know, it dripped out every month. There was a different, you know, topic and yeah. things, but every month we would have two group calls and then every third month they get a one-on-one. Yeah, so, you know, they so hit smart. their milestone. Everybody hit the, hit their milestone. They hit their milestone with Michelle. They get a one-on-one. That so, is so smart, Michelle. And so, so it still feels personal. Yeah. And I have gotten to know these people so well over the course of the mm-hmm. nine months that like, I feel, you know, I feel really good about where mm-hmm. they are. Um, and that has literally helped tremendously, not only take the volume off the one-on-one calls, mm-hmm. um, for me, but really focus my energy 
you know, on those people and get to know them too, and have more control over my schedule mm-hmm. because the other coaches can do a lot of the one-on-ones. Yeah. Now I still do somewhat. I do Thursdays. I still do one-on-ones. That's my sort of one-on-one day, mm-hmm. um, for new clients. But like, for the most part, that has really given me flexibility in my schedule. Well, and I like it because even if moms are listening who are working, but they're not, they're not a coach, they're not in the same line of work, they can still either hire people to help Mm -hmm. them figure it out. Mm -hmm. They can also batch their work, you know, Mm -hmm. even if it's making lunches, I just got finished reading the lazy genius book and, um, you know, so much of our lives can be batched and that makes it easier to, to get stuff done, especially stuff. If you don't love what you're doing in that moment, like laundry or whatever. Oh, a hundred percent. Dave and I like every, every Sunday or Saturday, we batch our meals for the week. Really? To the two of y'all do it. Yep. So I, you know, he, Dave loves to cook. So, and I'm somebody that needs a plan. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I can't just like, I'm not good at like whipping up dinner. Like I I'm not good at this. Like, so (laughs) If I have like a, know what I'm having for dinner, like, or just even four meals we can pick from yeah. and we have the ingredients, I do better with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so then he tells have, you what to do. do yeah. Y'all batch. You, and then we batch our lunches. So like th- there's, you know, 10 lunches in the fridge for us uh-huh. and I can just grab it and not have to think about it. I, you know, so I agree with that. So many things can be batched. We batch our laundry usually on the weekend too, and just kind of yeah go through the week so there's a lot of stuff that you can it's worth your it's worth the money to pay Mm -hmm. someone to do yeah um for for the value of your time yeah and 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 then you hired um you you mentioned like a therapist a psychiatrist a um my sister-in-law hired a a nutrition coach I mean you can if you're sucking in one area of your life (laughs) Right. Not that yeah. not that mental health is sucky, right. but you know what I mean? If you need help in one area of your life, don't hesitate to hire somebody. Oh, I, that is something I have learned like pretty quickly. Like I know, like, I know what my zones are. Like I have mm-hmm. zones of confidence where I'm like, I can do that. Like no problem. Yeah. And then, you know, I have this others, these other zones where I'm like, I, you know, sort of the middle zone where it's like, I I know how to do that, but is it worth my time to do it? Yeah. Or should I pay someone else? Mm -hmm. And then there's where I'm just ignorant. It's like my zone of ignorance. Like, I don't want to touch that. I shouldn't be near it. Somebody else do it for me, you know? And that's where I've kind of been strategically trying to delegate things in my business and even Uh at home, you know, with things that bring me a lot of stress. So like money, for example, I handle all of our finances I don't, I, and I hate it. Yes, I do too. But I don't trust Dave to do it either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I mean, he just like, I, I love him. And it, I just, and it's not, he just puts all of his eggs at work. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I just feel like at home, you know, I just have more control over it. Like I have more time to be over, you know, yeah. but I hate it. So do you hire that out? So finally this year, we hired financial help, like, yeah. you know, advisor basically yeah. to be like, can Dave's like, can you help my wife <laughs> before she, because I want to make sure things are happening correctly for our future. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, if you're self-employed and yes. Yeah. I'm like, this is, you know, 
Um, is that so, yeah. how you hired? Like, did, so did you, were you a Beachbody customer or client? And then you decided, wait, yes. I could do this. Oh yeah. I love, I love, listen, I have loved doing Beachbody workouts and programs since after I had Mia. Oh, wow. And, you know, I said no to being a coach forever, but what happened during the pandemic was basically that, you know, we talked about this where you feel like you're winning in certain areas mm-hmm. and then you feel like you're not that balance just became like, I was losing at work. Mm-hmm. I was losing at home. I felt like I wasn't being recognized or valued for my work, you know, yeah. overworked, not having support at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was the seed for a lot of years, but really got worse in 2021 to the point where the attrition was just, you know, and, and that happened a lot of places, but for me, it had such a negative impact on my, my mental health, my relationship with my daughter. I mean, snapping at her, I was tired, you know, you come home after a long day like that. You're angry because you've been in a negative environment all day. Yes. Sucked all your energy. Suck the life out of you. You Mm -hmm. come home and she's like, then I don't want to. And I'm like, (laughs) and that's the last thing you want to do in the three hours you have with your kid before she has to go to bed, you know? So I just felt really, um, just sort of looking for community basically. And, you know, I had been following, you know, a local coach here for a long time. And I just finally said to her, like, I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to do this. You guys look like fun. Like you look like you're fun. You're always celebrating each other. Everybody's like, you know, and, and she's like, this is the most supportive community you'll find. And I'm like, you know, and she was right. Did you hesitate um, I, at all because of, um, you know, like being a life coach? Like I struggled with being called a coach. I was like, I have a degree. Like, of course. And it's network marketing. Are you kidding? People yeah. are like, net, like, I don't want to go anywhere near that or all of that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, I don't really care like, yeah. what other people are thinking about what I'm doing. If it's, if it's serving the purpose of making me better. And you were already doing the workouts and stuff. Yes. And also like, if it's, if it's something I love and believe in, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to share it with people. Yeah. I would rather do that than whore myself out on social media with brands of things. I'm never going to use. Trust me. I get emails for brand deals every day for products. I will never use. Mm -hmm. I could take their money and tell you to go buy so-and-so product. But I'm not going to do that. I don't believe in it. Yeah. And so I, and you know, I don't believe like, so, so this was a no brainer to me. I'm like, this is the best brand deal of my life. Yeah. Because and your daughter gets to see you making healthy choices. And my daughter does the workouts with me sometimes. <laughs> and now, and now Dave's doing them and he's feeling good. And that's awesome. You know, it's kind of like a ripple effect of things. And so I just, but I do feel like people have to get over that mindset hump yeah. of, and there are days, like I'm not perfect. There are days where I'm like, people stink. Like, yeah. They're making me feel like dirt today. And, but then, you know, you just gotta listen to positive things. And mm-hmm. I know you probably listen to a lot of personal development and a lot of podcasts that are, um, about mindset and how, and, and growing, mm-hmm. you know, that part of you. Um, and that's the one thing that I feel like 
everybody needs in their life. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Your mindset is your, um, the pair of glasses you see the world through. So yeah, yeah. I was in my, at my parents' house last night and, you know, they're watching the news and there's murders and there's, oh, you know, and I'm like, why are you watching that? Yeah. Anyway, so, to, okay, I want to go back to you started feeling, you didn't use the word burned out, but it sounds like that was kind of what was going oh, on at 100%. work. Oh, 100%. Like, so tell me about that. Like, how did you, did you have the sort of idea in the back of your head? Like, what if I quit? What if I didn't do this anymore? All, all the time. Yeah. I would say for a better part of six months, Yeah, I said, I don't know how much longer I can do this. But then again, you are in a healthcare role mm -hmm. during a pandemic. So number one, there becomes the guilt, like this is my job, <laughs> right? I signed up for this, you know, I, I, I have a duty, Yeah, right? like I have a duty to perform. Um, so there's that. And then it comes with, if I leave, are people going to still want to be coached by me because yeah. I'm not in clinical practice. And I created this whole idea that I would have no street credibility, even though I've been a PA for 17 years, yeah. right? Like what about the 17 years of work? Right. Yeah. So, and, and so there was that, and then there was, well, what about these patients? Who's going to take care of them? If I'm That's not true. Here? What? And then it was, you know, uh, just a lot of guilt just a uh -huh. lot of guilt and feeling like I had to stay. Um, and, and I also got that feeling from the institution and the people like, yeah. you can't believe, like this, what's going to happen to this person? What's going to do that? And but I then felt, you, this is your life, you know, like correct. this is, you are every day that ticks by where you're going home miserable right. or short tempered or whatever, right. like this is your life. And then I get up and I'm like, I don't want to go to work. There was just like literally days where I'm like, I can't do it. Like, yeah. I don't want to go. I would just sit on the side of my bed and be like, Ugh. like, yeah. I don't want to go there. And I was always the person at work that was like easygoing, happy, mm -hmm. dancing, da, da, da. And I just became just not that person. Yeah. And um, just th there's even like a term for it where it's just like, you're using even jokes that are just like, you shouldn't be joking about this kind of thing because you're just got to get through the day. Yeah. And did you reach the point where you thought maybe my patients will, maybe there's another PA out there or nurse practitioner who could better serve my patients? A hundred percent. And there was an exact moment when oh. I thought that. So I just remember like going into the room with one particular patient and in retrospect, this happened with a number of patients, but yeah. I basically went in the room and they're like telling me about all their, you know, and these people have cancer, by the way, like yeah. I'm an oncology PA. So, you know, I'm sitting in here with somebody has cancer telling me all these horrible things. And I'm just thinking, I literally look at my watch and I'm like, when are we going to be done here? Yeah. And I thought to myself at that moment, I am doing them a disservice by mm -hmm. staying here. Yeah. That was my, that was it. Like yeah. that was the tipping point. I said, I, I, I am not helping them mm -hmm. right now. Like yeah. I'm doing a job, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm doing them a disservice if I'm, I'm not invested in their, you know, in their care, the way that I should be. And that's when I just said, I think I need to, I think I need to go and yeah. I need to take a break. I never said I'm quitting forever. I was never somebody who wanted to quit and do my business full time. 
I, I was just like, I just need, I need to get away from this. And, um, and so I, I did, it was hard. And I think, you know, the first couple of weeks, it felt like I was just on vacation. Yeah. And then, you know, the holidays were there and everything. So, so this was just in the last four months. I left in December. So it was just in the last couple of months that I was like, this is kind of weird, but also like kind of great. Um, and it really gave me the time to reflect and think about the things that were negative, but also it started like after the, you know, I would say in the last month started to bring back the positive emotions that I had about patient care that I lost Mm -hmm. during that time, like funny stories with patients and, you know, things like that, that you sort of miss. So I feel like, you know, that it's been so good for me just to walk away. To um, have that space. Yeah. Space to think from it. And to heal. And and again, I, and I say this a lot of my social media, but so much of my identity is tied to being a PA. Yeah. My work, my business, like all of it. And that was the other reason I started, you know, health coaching with Beachbody was because I just needed to find something outside of healthcare Mm -hmm. that like made me feel good that I could help people that wasn't medicine. Yeah. That is, that wasn't related to being a PA. Like I can't stress enough to people how important it is to find a community or to find an outlet outside of medicine that you love. Yes. Outside of whatever career you're in, whatever career. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching lawyers, all, you know, all of that. I mean, any career. So. I, I will meditate, not every day, but when I meditate, one of my favorite things to sort of plant in my head is I am. And, you know, I kind of think who, who am I? I am. And you, you immediately think like, I am a mom, I am whatever in the South, I'm a wife, but who are you down to your core? I mean, that's, right. that's what you're saying. I think is like, get, yeah. if you stripped away all that other stuff, who are you? Correct. Who is hope? Who's Michelle? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I need to, I needed to find that, like find the things that make me happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that there's any shame or guilt in doing that. I don't, yeah. you know? Um, and I think it's like you said, I think it's so important. I, I do feel like so many of us get wrapped up in what we do for like, I would always introduce myself, like even on my Mm -hmm. website, like all my things, I'd be like, I'm a PA first. Yes. Like my first answer would be like, Oh, Michelle, I'm a PA. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a, yep. That's my, my little Instagram handle was hope the PA (laughs) and you're the posh PA had to switch things a little like my introduction of myself. Right. Plus think about for how many years I walked into a room and said, hi, I'm Michelle. I'm your PA. Right. Right. Yeah. So it just becomes second nature. And you know, one day, like even, so one day when you retire or one day when you're, if you identify as like, I am a mom, I'm a stay at home mom or whatever, one day your kids are going to go off to college. And so you're going to have to reckon with that one day. Yeah. What do you do as a daily practice or weekly practice? Do you have a group of women other than your beach body ladies? Do you like, so yeah, so I have a great neighborhood great neighborhood. So my neighbors are some of my best friends. So, um, 
you know, we often like Fridays just kind of have dinner at one of our houses and like hang out or my parents now live here. So we'll meet up with them and, um, make sure we're doing that. And honestly getting outside, like we are lucky we live here getting outside. Like even last night went for a bike ride with me, uh, like getting out of the house, walking the dogs. Um, every single day I take my dogs fetching in the front. Um, and just get out of that, you know, like yeah. walk around, talk to the neighbor, like do that kind of stuff. I think helps me tremendously. And then every night I write down my wins. I like that. Even if I felt like I had none. <laughs> yeah. Have you talked, Coward. have you done that right. with like your family? Do you do that with Mia? Um, I don't do it as much as I should with her, but I, Dave had done it for a while also, you know, you get yeah. into a pattern, you stop, you go back, you stop. I really try to be consistent with that. Um, we were trying to do it at supper and the kids would just get silly and like toilet paper and, you know, but well, I mean, so Mia used to have this book when she was littler and I forget what it was called, but at the end of the book, they had this, they came with this little pocket and it was like three, like cardboard squares. One had a sun, one had a, like a cloud storm and one had like a rainbow. And the questions were, what was the sunny part of your day? Mm-hmm. What was the stormy part of your day? And what are you looking forward to? I like that. So we try to do that. Yeah. Because I feel like she understands that more. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I love that. Which is good. And but, then, yeah, if your husband is also sort of in the mindset camp where he knows yeah. that, you know, he's got to plant those it seeds. Took, it took Dave Nesky a while to come around. But <laughs> I think having him he himself battled with very similar things at the Uh time I was, and he actually changed jobs. So we were going through this together, almost this really tumultuous period. And I think now more than ever, he really understands, you know, the Mm -hmm. importance of that too. Um, yeah, I think stopping periodically and doing sort of a, um, audit of your life and the different areas, you know, like the wheel of life, you know, your family, your, physical health, like how, how good are you doing in each area? And then if you're not doing good, you need to get some help. Correct. Yeah. And I will tell you that I think I am going back to work one day a week, which I'm excited about. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing too, when you sort of take a, take a chance, I Mm -hmm. feel like on yourself, things happen. They do. Like things, this seems too good to be true. But like, you know, I I have an oncologist who lives in my neighborhood. I know her. She works for a community oncology practice. And she emailed me and was like, my practice is growing at our satellite location. I need somebody one day a week. You want to do oncology, like my specialty, you know, small, you know, private practice, normal hours one day. I'm like, this dream come true. I know. I was like, I can't, you know. And so I think that there are opportunities out there. Um, but you have to be open to them and, you know, willing to kind of take a, take a chance on yourself for a while, you know, I love that. Yeah. And you'll, and like, now that I work one to two days a week, I enjoy the patients and the coworkers and all of it so much more. Yeah. I mean, I'm like one day I could do that. And, and it's one day plus like PRN. So if I, you know, she has another NP. So if she's out, 
Mm-hmm. I could work for her one day if I want to, you know, so there's just that flexibility there. It's a great thing about our profession. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that a lot of us who work for health systems or have worked for health systems, um, a lot of the health systems have bought out a lot of the private practices yeah. and things like that. And you get sucked into the health system mindset yes. of like, you know, especially at academic medical centers that the more you work, mm-hmm. like in my opinion, the more, the better you are at your job, the more they're going to ask you to work and the less yeah. you're going to be valued Yeah, you're or right. recognized. Um, that is my experience with my most recent, you know, mm-hmm. facility, but I will say that that's sort of a prevalent around, around the country, mm-hmm. but there are other opportunities. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Thanks. I, I mean, honestly, I was reflecting on this yesterday when I went to get my hair done on a Tuesday in the middle of the day. Yes. And usually Tuesdays were my busiest clinic day. Uh huh. And it was less about being able to go get my hair done and more about being more about thinking to myself, how different I feel on this Tuesday than I felt six months ago on Mm -hmm. this Tuesday. It's so true that yes, the lightness, Mm -hmm. the openness, it changes your whole, and I know this is a privilege that not everybody has to cut back, but Mm -hmm. if you are so burned out that you're doing damage in your home life, then Mm -hmm. you owe it to yourself and your family to, to take a pause or do something. Yes, I agree. And find something that could be more manageable. Like if you're not able to step away, you know, full-time, maybe you can mm-hmm. find something part-time and, you know, get a little bit better balance or look for a better, you know, a full-time job somewhere else that has a little bit mm-hmm. more flexibility built in or, um, something like that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like you're, you're not doing your patients a service or your students or whoever. Um, and you're not, you're not really doing yourself a service Yeah, and, or your family. So, I mean, I just remember like, I've been able, I pick up Mia from school now almost every day and she's like, this is great. And that's when the kids talk the most. I didn't know that until I started picking my kids up. And, um, that's, I mean, we get more out of them on that 10 minute car ride than we ever did at supper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's nice. I can take her to our activities. I can, not have to worry about if Dave's going to be able to take her or who's going to be able to take her and get her. Um, especially with him starting a new job, like being home these first few months of him navigating that has been a game changer. Yeah. It all, it it's timing worked out. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It has. It has. So tell sure. my listeners where they can find more Michelle. <laughs> oh, at Michelle.theposhpa on pretty much any platform. Michelle with one L that, and then michellenesky.com is my website. And y'all look her up. I mean, she has some really good and funny videos. <laughs> I got to actually, I got to batch some content today. So that's what I'll be doing. After this. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time to You're visit welcome. with us and to share your story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, y'all, here are your take home points from today's episode. Number one, mom guilt is a real thing and it can make your career or business extremely difficult if you don't address it and work on how you see yourself. Number two, even if it's not worth it financially with you going to work, it might be worth it for your mental health. Number three, try batching your task at home like meal prep on Sundays 
Or if you're in a service job, can you serve many people at the same time with video or group meetups? Number four, hire people to help you, especially if you feel like you're losing in one area of your life. Hiring people can expand what you can offer to your family or whoever it is you serve. Number five, know your zones, zones of confidence, zones of I know what I'm doing, but I'd rather hire someone, and the zone where you don't know what the heck's going on and you need to hire someone. Number six, don't care what other people think if it's making you better. Number seven, don't let guilt over leaving keep you handcuffed to the job that's no longer serving you and that you're no longer serving. Number eight, Find something outside of your career role that makes you feel important and valued and that you love. Get to know who you are down to your core. Find that and you'll find happiness. Number nine, when you take a chance on yourself, things happen. And lastly, if you're burned out, you aren't doing your job, yourself, or your family any favors. y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.